You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Please let's be seated. We've greeted well today, so we won't greet again. After the service, after my message, we'll greet again. Glory to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I humble myself before you. I like that you speak through me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Open my ears to hear you. Open my mouth to speak your word with clarity. Open the hearts of the people to receive it with meekness in the name of Jesus. And let the word do us good and let us be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Is it because Noah said I will preach long? I will preach long. <laughs> no, I won't preach long. I will preach long. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us have been blessed today? Truly, like I said, from beginning of service, from, from prayers to prayer and worship to testimonies, they've all been preaching one part on an aspect of the message today. For last week, we continued from where we stopped like two or three weeks ago. Glory to God. And we're looking at Philippians 4.19. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. There's a verse that most of us know very well. It says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. In the first message, we looked at the fact that God is our source. And we said that we must come to this place where we acknowledge, we see, and we receive God as our source. Amen. Say, God is my source. <laughs> now, what to do? Say, God is my source. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. And... Amen. God is my source. <laughs> Amen. You see, uh, uh, I'm, I'm saying in that message, and I'm saying again that we must learn to see God as our only source. Amen. God has channels. Every other means is a channel. Amen. See, don't come to a point where the channel becomes what you are focused on, what you are looking on, and you are dependent on. Because the channel can dry. A channel can stop working. A channel can stop flowing. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, uh, uh, one of the examples I've re- repeatedly used is power is coming into this building. Amen. We have sockets all over this place. So you can connect to any of the sockets and power any device you want. The t- sockets are the channel. They're not the source. Amen. I think now we're on, gen- we're running on generator. The generator is the source of power. And it's not supplying power to this place. There are times, and, and there are times that, for instance, there are times that a socket can go bad. So what do you do? Once the socket is bad, that's the end. No, you change, look for another socket and plug onto it. Amen. But you see, you must come to that place where you see God as your source. So that when one channel closes, you're immediately looking at the source and seeing where the source is redirecting you to. If you look at the channel, when that channel closes, you're there sitting at the channel, 
And you're crying that the channel has closed. God is our source. God is my source. Hallelujah. The last week we talked about, so my God shall supply. See, it says, my God shall supply. I will say, shall, it says the strong, strongest, one of the strongest um, affirmative words in the English language. Shall, I say, supply. He's one who supplies. Amen. I say, he shall supply. It's not that he will supply. It's not that he may supply. It's not that he could supply. It's that he shall supply. Amen. And last week we looked at what does he do? He supplies all our needs. All our needs. I would say that, look, stop looking at money as your need. Amen. He says, God supply. He didn't say, my Lord shall supply all the money. Amen. He says, my God shall supply all my need. Everything I need. God supplies. And God doesn't need to use money to supply your need. Amen. You say, but, but the thing is, is money that will do it. God doesn't, the money doesn't have to come out of your pocket. Amen. I want to pay a bill and I don't have, and I'm trusting God, I'm trusting God, I'm trusting, and God raised somebody and somebody comes and pays the bill. What, what do you want? The bill paid or, and then you're getting angry. Why, why, why didn't you give me the money so that I'm the one that went to pay the bill? Eh? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> what? Bill is paid, bill is paid. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I'm believing you for a new shoe. I'm believing you for a new car. Oh, oh, thank you, Lord. I received a new car. I received a new car. I received a new car. You get a new car. Whether you got a new job and the, the job came, the job came, the job came with a car or you, somebody just, you know, God has laid it in my heart to give you a car or whatever it is. You just got a car. Now you're angry that you didn't, oh, you're, 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 you're upset that you didn't buy the car or whatever. Is it to, is your, for me, my English, uh, Nigerian English, is your Bugai in that I'm the one that bought this, I bought this car for 6.9 million naira. This car you're seeing, 6.9 million as you're seeing this. So. Will you drop on the road or be following the car and the rest? 6.9 million, 6.9 million. You want a car, you got a car. God supplies what you need. Lord, I believe in you for food in this house. There's no food. Is I believe for food in this house? Somebody comes and knocks your door. You know, I just went to the market. I bought uh, 10 tubas of yam. And as I was passing the price, I said, let me just give you some yam. So uh, you have food. Amen. See, you, 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 I, I know one of one reason I'm saying this. A lot of times, we limit God using money. We limit God because of money. Not knowing that God can go beyond money. God works beyond money. See, if you, and I'm not against money. I want money. I'm believing God for plenty money. And I have plenty money in the name of Jesus. But see, if God wants the money to come to my heart to meet the need, then God will send the money. It's not, no, it's not my business how he does it. It's that I believe him to meet my need and he has met the need. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, uh, Talk, we talked, also talked about last week. A lot of time, people are limited. In starting business, a lot of people are limited because they want to start a business, they want to do something, and the first thing they are considering is the money. Ah, I want to start this business. Kai, but I need, you know, I need like 10 million naira to be, to, for this business to be able to kick off. 
Kai, if I just have 10 million naira now, you know what will happen? You know what I've discovered? What I've discovered personally and even through other people's experiences? 10 million naira will come. You will not start that business. You know why? You have no plan. You are just wishing. But do you know that you have a, you have a, you have a plan. You have, you, you have a picture properly drawn out. You have it concrete in your mind. I mean, like, like I said last week, you have it so detailed in your mind. You have it so ingrained in your mind that if you meet, if you meet the world richest man and you have one minute with him, by the time you finish talking in one minute, the money, all the money you need will come from him to you. But you know a lot of people, you know, like I said last week, ah, God, ah, it's my honor, it's my delight, it's my pleasure to meet you. The world richest man, who am I? Please let's first take selfie first. Posing with the world richest man. Hey, sir, ah, you see, I've always had this business. Eh? The business is sweet. You know, by the time you finish your selfie, he's gone. Amen. But you meet him. See, see. Maybe, maybe a lot of us should, should do that. Have your business plan. Don't work on your business plan. Work on your business plan. And just go through it in your mind until you can coincide it to describing it to somebody in one minute. You have, God, God can and will create that opportunity to meet that person that you describe your business to. You know, sometimes, I, I, I don't know why I'm coming back here, but you know, sometimes you meet people. For instance, you're in, um, in a plane, Somewhere, you just know, someone. What do you do? They say, um, I I do buy and sell, you know. Say, what do you buy and sell? Say, hmm, I buy and sell anything, you know. In fact, the last time I, the last time I, uh, oh, really? Like anything, anything. Don't bring the thing. I can buy and sell it. Amen. You're losing your opportunity. But what do you do? I do this. I do this. I do this. That, you, you you know, some some many years ago, I had the story of a guy. This guy, his English is my my brother's English. You know the uh, I have um I I I went to church. Uh, my, that's my our English. Amen. Ready. One time we heard that he was um he was doing I, I'm really forgetting details, but he was doing he got he got some connections and was doing one business and good money was coming into his hands. Ah, so we started asking, guess what his testimony was? He went for a party in Lagos. And this guy can talk. This guy can talk. Ah, Jesus. He went for a party in Lagos. And then while at the party, he met, um, Ibukwa Woshika. He saw her at the party. I just walked up to her. I said, Ah, ma, it's a pleasure to meet you. I've always, um, desired to meet you. I do so and so and so and so and so and so. Just, hmm. Okay. Um, here's my card. Let's talk after this. That was all. The rest is history, as they say. But you know something? You say, ah, ma, I've been waiting for you all my life. Please, ma, can I start to snap selfie with you? Then immediately, eh, 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 snapping with Ibuku and Oshika. Ma, excuse me. Before you know, security has bounced you. Amen. I didn't say selfie is bad. Snap selfie. Those of you who do selfie. But I say, my God shall supply all your need. Stop putting money first. Stop thinking about money first. Amen. You have a need, tell God about it and allow him to determine how he supplies that need. Amen. Amen.
Like I said, I like money. I want money. Plenty money is coming in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But my focus and my attention is not on money. Amen. You know, what, I, I don't, I'm, I've, I've truly, I was, I've been thinking about it. Maybe after this, immediately after this series, I will tell him not to, to, to talk to us. Or I don't know how he's going to run. But see, you know, one of, one of the things I've discovered, every time you look at it, one of the primary reasons for money, one of the primary reasons for money is for sowing seed. The Bible says that, um, let him who still, still no more, but let him work with his hands. Why? That what? He might have to do what? To buy, to give. Now, don't begin to look at me for anything. He wants us to give him money. No, it's not necessarily to give to me. See, sometimes when he even talks about giving, is that you have, is that you have seed. Seed. Not every money that comes in your hand is food. Some money coming to your hand is seed. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, so let me, let's make, um, progress. Today, we'll move on. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches. According, go back to Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Now it says how? According to his riches in glory. According to his riches in glory. Not according to the resources. Uh, No, not according to the economy of the country. Not according to your job. Some people say, ah, if I get, if I get that job in Shell, Jesus, I'm made forever. <laughs> you are made for a few months. You know why? Because when you get that salary, within a few months, they say the needs will rise to meet the, the salary and even surpass it. You're always just a little bit ahead of it. Amen. So it's not according to the economy. It's not according to your job. It's not even according to your business. Amen. It's according to his riches in glory. According to his riches, according to his own riches in glory. Amen. Early this morning, when I, I, I woke up and I was, my mind was going over the message. I, you know, an illustration came to me. And I will say the way it came. Use the, the people that were in the, in the illustration that came to me. You know, let me give an example. Suddenly I come up and say, smile because he knows Williams. I say, Williams, I want you to go and, um, you know, I don't want you to go and start living with Emmanuel. Amen. Emmanuel will take care of you. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, it will be, it will be foolish. It will be every other negative word. For William to go to Emmanuel's house and say, eh, boss, um, you know, um, I, I usually like to eat, every meal I eat one chicken, one whole chicken in the meal. Then, you know, and then, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, this guy, he never, he know they are well. Eh? Eh, amen. You know, when he comes into the house, okay, if you've lived with probably you know, in the, when he comes to the house, he will adjust. According to what? Emmanuel's resources. If Emmanuel eats only twice a day, Williams don't come and say that he's going to eat three times a day. 
with snacks and um um desserts. Now, follow me. Now I move Williams. Say okay, Williams. Emmanuel, okay. Um, there's this particular there's this particular senator that uh, I know move into his house. Amen. You know, his living can increase. Amen. Okay, I move him from Senator's house. I now move him to Asorok. I said, go and stay in Asorok. Amen. You know, I told him Nigeria here. He will, his need will be met according to the riches of Nigeria. It's our resources that is funding him. Amen. Let me move him further. And I'm moving to the house of the richest man in the world. So go and live there. I know Williams. Say, I'm boss. You know, uh, you know, I'm a famous guy, so I need to change my buffs. I need to, I need to look good and represent boss. And then this phone, you know, the camera is not good. I need to take good selfies. So like an iPhone, iPhone is a Max now. Is it? He said, hey, I, I need a new phone. You begin to... What, what's the difference between living with Emmanuel and living with the richest man in the world? His resources. His resources. You know, Lucky was saying something similar to that one time Lucky spoke. His resources. Now, I'm asking the question. How, how resourceful is God? No, 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 you know, resourceful. When you say resourceful, that means that. Uh, but the the word in literary. Let me put the word in literary term. How resourceful? How full of? Okay, let me say it correct. How full of resources is God? How much resources does God have? How rich is God? It didn't say according to his riches in Nigeria economy. According, if I, it didn't say according to his riches in in, in an American economy. He said, according to his riches in glory. We talked about this the, uh, the first, the first uh, uh, um, time we spoke. And we talked about how rich is God. But I want to bring it to our attention again this morning. How, how, how rich is God? How big, let's look at um, First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 12. Please, quickly. I have plenty to say. I don't want this to be in two parts. He says, both riches and honor come from you. This, uh, 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 Solomon was praying. He said, both riches and honor come from you and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Amen. All riches is in God's hand. That's how rich God is. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 19 You know, if you shout better, I'll be encouraged to preach faster and we went close faster. If not, we'll be here till two o'clock. He said, thank you, man. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth, it's a gift of God. It's a gift of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
So God is rich enough to give every man riches and wealth. And see, like we say, it won't even, it won't even begin to start to dent his resources. Hallelujah. So I said we've read this scripture before, first time, but I'll read it again. I, I so much love it. Psalm 50 from verse 10 to 12. It says, every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds in the mountain and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world is mine and all its fullness. Amen. God said that if I were were hungry, if it's possible I was hungry, you know, this is just comical. It's possible that maybe God is ever hungry. But, I mean, he has everything. He doesn't ever tell you. Amen. How many of you know that uh, Dangote gets hungry? No, raise up your hand. How many know that Dangote gets hungry? Have you ever heard that he was hungry? If he was hungry, he won't tell you. Amen. Why? He has resources. God has all resources. That's how wealthy God is. Amen. See, we need to begin to think like that and see like that. You know, recently, I was just telling myself, I say, if I ever, if I ever hear, if I ever say that Nigeria, there's no money in Nigeria, let something happen to me. There's money in this country. I, I said there is money in this country. No, it's not only money in the politi- in hands of the politics. There, there, there's money on the streets of Portacourt. I live on Aka Road, in uh, off the welfare road. Do you know? First of all, one day just came one. I, I've always said that because that is always blowing my mind. One one big plot of land has been there for since I, since we got there. One just started hearing rumor that ah, they bought the land, they are selling the land, they bought the land, they are selling the land. One day they just came two giant trees. You know, mango tree that you don't establish. Then one um 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 pear tree, avocado pear tree. The thing is taller than the mango tree. In one day, they brought the two down. Within one, two days, they brought down the building that was on the side. Within, within, in less than, in less than a month, they already, the story building was already roofing level. Work is still going, as we are coming to church today, work is still going on on that house. And it's not a my house, it's not as a two room and parlor. No, it's, he built a duplex of whatever, I don't know how many rooms. Build one, uh, maybe a guest chalet at the back. Building a um, swimming pool by the side. All in that compound. You say he stole the money. There is money to steal. No, no, no. No. If there's no money, will you, if there's no, if the thing is not there, will, will anybody be stealing it? Have you ever heard of anybody break into where? Break into the uh, cage, something on that bridge to rob. I'm robber. They did um, um, ninja style. Broke into the place. No, that's nothing there to steal. So when, see, when you hear people are stealing, you know that there's something to steal. There is money. As much as they are stealing and looting Nigeria, are we broke? See, don't, don't like, don't, see, 
Don't let government deceive. Don't let this uh, the, the the economy people lie to you. Say Nigeria is getting broke. Ah, they have looted the money. We are broke. They've been looting since when? They are still looting till today. There is money in this country, and we receive. We take our portion in the name of Jesus. That building is going on at the front of my house. By the side, one guy is. The guy, the house has been uncompleted. All of a sudden, till this morning, they are working on that house. On the road, Aka Road, going to coming down out of the street. I know two constructions that are going, and you know, you, you know why it, it, it really registered to me. The constructions are going on with a vengeance. It's not this kind of, you know, you just come, just put two blocks. After one month, they come back, put another one block. No, you just see. You, all of a sudden, you just see grew. They just start digging foundation. Blah, 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 blah. In, they've dug foundation. The next thing, the, the, the house is literally, the houses are literally growing out of the ground. I said, there's no money. If you let them deceive you with that, you will stay in there's no money. There's money. There's wealth and riches. Amen. You must change your perspective that you serve a rich God. You serve a big God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we're talking about my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Now, you know what I was studying this? This first part of it. And I, I really want to push that. See the awesomeness. See the splendor and majesty, majesty of God. See how well they think. Let it, let it blow your mind. How rich. How, how well the God is. You know, that word, my God shall supply, please go back to it. My God shall supply your needs according to his riches. You know, that word riches, another translation says, according to his abundance. According to his abundance. Amen. God has in abundance. I listened to Kitmo, one, uh, one of his messages about, about um, um, God. God as your source. One of the messages I listened to longer. I said, look, God is so rich. I mean, God does things in abundance. And you know the example he gave? He said, do you know how many, do you know how many, um, bananas, banana plantations are in the world? Bananas ripen and rotten that the monkeys, I mean, not the one you can see, in the jungle. You know the jungle where there are banana plantations that nobody has ever, the monkeys, the monkeys eat their field, the bananas fall and rotten, and yet God's resources is not dented. Amen. God is rich. God has an abundance. Let your mind try to comprehend it. And let your heart tap into God's abundance. Glory to God. And I said, like, that's the first part. That's the first way. No, then, while I was studying it, this is another area that God directed my heart to. He says, he supplies according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Um, let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. He says he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing 
every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Now, it, uh, uh, Philippians, Philippians 4 9 says that according to his riches in glory. I know because of my study, I'll just say it and then we'll, we'll talk about it. Because of my study, I discovered that what's one thing that God's rich, what rich in, in glory? Ephesians says that he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. Amen. What's a blessing? Uh, my own definition. That's my personal definition. I say blessing is inspired utterances that empowers one. Inspired utterance that inspires one. That empowers a person. Amen. So you see, when you come and say, um, for instance, the parent, lay your hand upon your child. You know, um, different, well, all different, but you know, I, I'm thinking my Yoruba mind is thinking now. Uh, parent, lay hand on you, or the child goes, ah, what should he You know, you, that means that Yoruba, baby, help me. You will, you will do well, you will prosper. Amen. You know, that's a blessing. And the child goes out and then he begins to chorire, begins to prosper based on those words. We in Africa, we don't play those, those things. If I curse you, if, see, you just speaking, if I swear for you, Allah, I know go better for you again, though. We're used to that one. Why? It's, it's inspired words. It's not just careless words. That's why, it's an aside. That's why, no, don't look at your children. You blockhead. You're a blockhead. You, you're a blockhead. The head go block. But even the child is not doing well. Speak inspired words. Speak blessings over that child. Speak blessings over the things around you. Speak blessings over your, even your material things. Amen. They are inspired words that empower. Glory to God. Now, Ephesians tell us that, um, um, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heaven, heavenly places. So, what do I see? That from the beginning of time, the way God empowers man, especially man, empowers man to prosper is by releasing blessings over him. Amen? It's by releasing blessings over him. Let's look at uh, some scriptures. Um, Genesis one twenty eight. Sharp, 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 tap, 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 tap. Genesis one twenty eight. Then God blessed them. God made man. God formed man from the dust and did all that, that. And then He didn't just leave them. What did He do? Then God blessed them. And God said, "God bless them." Don't just say, mm, "Bless you." God spoke the blessing. And what's the blessing? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fishes of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God pronounced a blessing. God spoke words that empowered the man. Amen. That's a blessing. That's the blessing. And see, man, up to the fall, man lived in the power of these words. Amen. Genesis 9, I just, I just, uh, those scriptures are self explanatory. I'll just read them. Genesis 9, verse 1. Genesis 1. So God blessed Noah and his sons, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply 
and fill the earth. Remember what I said about blessing. It's an empowerment. What's spoken to empower? Amen. What's spoken to empower? There are words that... So, okay, let's just go on. Now, let's get into a very interesting character that is very crucial and important to us. Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 3. Now, the Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Amen. So, God comes to a man, Abraham, and God calls him and tells him to leave his father's house, leave, leave his security, leave what he was familiar with, leave what he knew. I says, come out of it. And let me take you to a new place. But look, as you're going to this new place, this word empower you to make success. This word empower you to prosper. Amen. So Abraham lives on the basis of this word. Let's go to Genesis chapter 17 from verse 1 to 7. Genesis 17. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make you, and, and I will make my covenant between you and me and will multiply you exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to them and your descendants after you. Amen. No, stop there. Glory to God. So here, here was God making a covenant with Abraham. I mean, God had blessed Abraham. Amen. God called him out, spoke a blessing over him. Now God was appearing to him again and God was saying that, look, I have blessed you. I'm blessing you, making you a blessing to nations, making blessing to everybody. But beyond that, I'm making a covenant between you and me and your descendants. Amen. One of the things I want to do here is show the power of, of, of the blessing. I'm making it, I'm blessing you and this blessing is going as a covenant between me and you and your descendants. Let's start tracing Abraham's descendants. Okay, before we do that, um, let's look at um, Genesis 24 verse 1. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age and the Lord had blessed him in all things. Amen. Jump to 35. Sorry, we'll do plenty of lucky. Sorry. The open Bible. Where, where? The Lord has blessed this Abraham servant talking. He said, The Lord has blessed my master greatly and has made, and he has become great and has given him flock and herd, silver and gold, male and female servant and camels and donkeys. This is how much God had blessed Abraham. Amen. From coming out from his father's house with almost nothing to 
Abraham becoming so blessed and rich that he was he was not a principality of him of of his own. I mean, there was a time one of the stories of Abraham I love so much, and I always always recount it. There was a time that Abraham's nephew was Lot was 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 um was um captured. Thank you. Was captured. Amen. You know the people that captured him. Four kings fought five kings and defeated them. Four nations fought five nations and defeated them. So that means that these four nations are stronger than the five, Abi. Abraham, from his household, from inside his compound, he raised an army, went defeated these four kings. It was that blessing that was at work in his life. Amen. That's how rich Abraham was. Now, say so we're chasing his descendants. Let's look at Abraham's son. Genesis 26, 24. Genesis 26, 24. He says, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. Amen. So God was telling him that I'm the God of your father. I will bless you. I will multiply you for your, for my servant's sake. You know, uh, um, God is called the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Each of them had encounters with God. That's why they, ha- they knew God personally. It was not just um, uh, what was the Elohim or Yahweh. They knew him Personally, that's why he was named after. That's why uh, he's called their personal God. Like he was to say, my chi. He he became their personal God. So God says to uh, him. Now let's let's go back to thirteen, say 26, 13 and fourteen. He says the man began to prosper and continued prospering. Until he became very prosperous. For he had possession in flock. And possession in herds. And a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. One man. A whole nation envied him. Where did it start from? The blessing that was pronounced upon his father. That was now at work in his life. Amen. We don't have time to stay and do any, so just quickly run through these people. Let's go to Jacob. Genesis chapter 30 verse 43. Thus the man, um, okay. Thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had great flock, female and male servants and camels and donkeys. This is talking about, um, um, Jacob. You know the story of Jacob? Jacob had run away from, because Jacob had committed, uh, he ran away from the family, ran to his, um, the uncle's place. Amen. Hallelujah. He ran to his uncle's place. The uncle, Jacob, Jacob was a, his name is Miss Deceiver. I mean, supplanter. The guy, the guy was a correct Connie man. I mean, all these people, Connie people today, they are, they are learning work close to Jacob. Connie man. He came to his uncle's house. <laughs> his uncle was a Connie man. Jacob was learning Connie near his uncle. His uncle changed his wages ten times. The uncle said, um, okay, we'll do this, this salary you will earn. He'll do it. He said, um, no, no, no. 
ten times. Excuse me, if you are in one job and they change the, uh, the every every time when it's end of month pay salary, they change the some. You will see be there. Amen. This was the uncle that when Jacob said, ah, <laughs> "Uncle, I love I love this uh, this this Rachel. She's beautiful. Eh, no problem. Now work seven years. I will give you." He worked seven years. At the night of his wedding, guess what? They gave him another wife. Amen. But love is strong. The guy say, 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 no, this is not the wrong wife. He said, hey, if you want to you work another seven years, say, no problem. I will do seven years again for this girl. Work 14 years for one woman. <laughs> Amen. Now, after all these things that happened to Jacob, see his testimony. Thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had great flock, female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. See him talking in um, 33 verse 11. Jacob talking in 33 verse 11. He says, please give me an amplified. I think it's an amplified. I read it. That it says that. He says, accept I beg you my blessings and gifts that I have brought for you. For God has dealt God has dealt graciously with me and I have everything. Don't lose track of it. What is working in his life? The blessing that was pronounced on Abraham and his descendants. Listen. The blessing on Abraham and his descendants. See the blessing working in his descendants. Amen. Now let's look at another descendant. Jacob, we go to Jacob's. So, Abraham's son, Isaac. Jacob's, um, Isaac's son, Jacob. Now let's look at one of Jacob's children. Genesis 39, verse 2 and 3. But the Lord was with Joseph. And though a slave was a successful and prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Boss. This one. For the Lord was with Joseph. Remember the story of Joseph. Joseph was the favorite of his father. His brothers took him, cast him in the pit. They, 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 they sold him into slavery. He was told, sold into slavery. He came into Egypt as a slave. They prized him. The way they prized Nama, you know, goats. Say this one. You go feel work. How much for this one? That's the price the whole human being. Then, the person that prized him and bought him, Bible tells me that, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, slave, successful man, and he, and he was in his master's house. Amen. Don't change the translation. I hope it's changing the translation. Sleep it. Let me behave like party. You know, you. <laughs> you know, J- Jacob, the Bible describes Joseph as a prosperous man. How is a slave a prosperous man? Remember one thing we said at the beginning of this teaching that prosperity is not in your money or the things that you have. What did a slave have that he described as a prosperous man in his master's house? What did he have? What did he have? What did he have? 
That is what distinguished him. I see, wherever you go, that is what distinguishes. That is what you carry. Be conscious of it, that you carry the blessing. And because of the blessing you carry, things have no choice. I repeat, things have no choice than to yield to you. Amen. Verse 3. He says, And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. The blessing. Okay. Let's go to verse 21 to 23. But the Lord was with... Now, Oga Joseph was in Oga Potiphar's house. Madame Potifres. Yeah, fine boy. Ah, look at Star. Man, the guy is cute. Cream boy. Ah, come now. So, no, I don't do. So, I can't sin against my God. Amen. And from there, he ended up in prison. God was with him. Now, this is his testimony in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prisons. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who are in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. 23. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. The blessing on him. The blessing on him. Jacob left his father's house, was prosperous in his father's favorite. They threw him into dungeon. They sold him into slavery. He got into Potiphar's house. He prospered in Potiphar's house. He entered trouble again. He was thrown into prison. He entered prison. He's prospering here in prison. Why? The blessing. You know what that tells me? That with this blessing on your life, it's, 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 it's not important where you are. Because wherever you are, the blessing will bring you up. But you must be conscious that you carry the blessing. Amen. I want one scripture we read. I, I, I didn't know to quote it down, but. But you know, he says that that uh, 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 um, um, you you okay. What we were reading say that God has said that you are God, but you die like mere men. Amen. People, believers are experiencing what unbelievers are experiencing because they are not conscious that there is a blessing upon them. We are blessed. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. No, no, say, say it with. I am. I am bl- Don't say it because Pastor said, say, say, say it so that you hear yourself saying, I am blessed. I am blessed. Amen. We are blessed. So we see the blessing walking in the life. God has spoken the blessing over Abraham. And then in verse 17, God said that it's a covenant that I'm making with you and your descendants. And then we begin to see the blessing flowing down his descendant. You know, even up to the children of Israel, we see the blessing at work in their lives. I mean, the nation, despite that they were slaves and everything, 
they were still a feared bunch of people. Amen. For sake of time, I, 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 won't, I won't go into uh, um, that. But let's look at some things that God was saying to the children of Israel. Deuteronomy 18 from verse 17. Deuteronomy 18, 17. See, the blessing, let me say this, the blessing is not material things. The blessing is not money. But the blessing attracts material things and attracts money. Amen. I say it again. The blessing is not material things. The blessing is not money. But the blessing attracts material things and attracts money. Abraham enters a, 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 a place with Connie. Say, um, this woman, you're too fine. Oh. I, I know, I don't want to, I don't want to die young. Oh. So when we get there, tell them you're my sister. You're my sister. Oh. Well, forget about those things. Say, yeah, they were related. Blah, forget about that. Yeah, they were married. They're sleeping together. Say, you're my sister. Oh. They enter the place. Ah, my sister. The king takes, um, sister. And carry it to his house. They happen to two different occasions. They take sister, I'll carry it to his house. And then, God appears and says, I'm going to kill you. Amen. The long and short of the story. When king was chasing Abraham, leave my place and go. He didn't just say, you this wicked man, leave my place and go. He said, leave my place and go. Oh yeah, carry uh, horse, carry clothes. Carry. He sent him off with more things. The blessing. The blessing. And Abraham was conscious of this blessing. We've we'll, we'll talked about it, but I'll I, I repeat it. You know, Abraham, one time he, 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 uh, um, after, after, um, the battle, one battle before, the battle of, yeah, or something, that they came back. The king of Sodom came and told him, said, um, um, let's, he says, give us the spoil, you know, let's, let's, let's share things. Abraham said, no, no, take everything. He said, I've lifted up my hands to the most high God that nobody will say they made Abraham rich. What was he saying? He was conscious of what made him rich. He knew that there was something, the blessing was upon him that that was what made him rich. Not any any of the works of his hand. I might say works of your hand is not good. It is good. Did Abraham fight the battle? Before the battle, why didn't he sit down and say, the God of Abraham fight my battle? Amen. He fought. But he was not dependent on what he did. He was dependent on the blessing. When you depend on the blessing, that's what gives a that's what gives not just a plus. That's what gives a multiplication uh, 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 factor to what you do. Amen. You know, let, let me go a bit on, on negative side. You see somebody, you see, uh, we've had stories like that. I don't know if you have, but when, when the not used to have story like that. You see one woman, all she just do early in the morning, she come and put one big basin and she's frying akara. You know akara now. And they tell you that the woman, eh, that woman where they fry a car for that junction, the woman now millionaire, she get money. 
I said, from Akara. What is she did? How many people they buy her? Say, ah, no, the woman is rich. That Akara, what should they do? Now she did do what she did. Now, I'm not saying some of them are clean, but some of them, later on, later on, you will hear some diabolic stories about them. But what is it? What, what am I saying? Is that, is this Akara is the, the, is the excuse for the, for the jazz that she did to work? She didn't do jazz unless she go and sit down in the house and say, they don't do jazz for me. I go, they make money. Money go, does they come? Money go, does they come? No. Let the work of your hand be the excuse for the blessing to work. Hallelujah. So we look at Exodus, Deuteronomy 8 17. Deuteronomy 8, 17. It says, and the Lord said to it. Lucky. You need a woman. <laughs> then you say in your heart, my power and my, and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. He said, you, you don't say, don't come to a place where you know you have entered the land, uh, 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 and then you've made money. And then you say, it's my power. And my might, the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Verse 18. And you shall remember the Lord your God. Why? For it is he who gives you power to get wealth. I have said once before that wealth is gotten by power. Wealth is gotten by power. You need power to get wealth. And don't deceive yourself. There's physical power. I go get one. Hallelujah. Preach. Say, I go hustle. I go hustle. You're hustling. He needs power for you to become wealthy. If not, you go there. These people that dig, uh, dig, dig road. These people that did uh, do. Uh, go to, go to, where is the market? My one, Abi. You see those, where they're offloading trucks. You don't see people where they hustle there. They carry blocks. Uh, this house, the house I'm talking that they're building. I remember, see, see, hefty guys. Hefty guys digging foundation. There's one guy, he says he's a site engineer. So no, 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 stop, 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 stop. What, what, what rubbish are you doing here? Go, go, <laughs> yes. Then you go sit down in that shade. One day they were digging foundation, rain was falling. They were hustling. Hustle. Guess what? Their money in one year, you know, rich engineer money in, in one month. It's not your hustling. It's the blessing. Even on that hustling, that makes it count. And that's what God was saying in, 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 in uh, Deuteronomy. He says, um, Sorry, I, I want you people, you people are the ones that have testimonies and give me testimonies. So, we'll finish. We'll close by 12. He says, I shall remember, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. Wealth is gotten by power. It is He who, get, that's why I want to focus on that He may establish His covenant. That He may establish His covenant. Okay, no, let me go there too. That He may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. See, God gives you the power. God gives you the power to make wealth so that the covenant he made with who? 
Abraham may be established in your life. And I'm telling you that that power to get wealth is the blessing. Is the blessing. Remember how I defined blessing? Inspired words that empower. That power to get wealth is the blessing that God has spoke over you. Amen. So, we are blessed. And so, we have the power to get wealth. Let's look at um, Deuteronomy 28 from verse 1. He says, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe, to, to, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you this day, that the Lord your God shall set you high above all the nations of the earth. Go on. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Go on. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offsprings of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowls. Blessed shall be, blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in, in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hands. And he shall bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Amen. Now listen. This is the blessing at work. And if you look at, go through this blessing, you see that it covers virtually every aspect of life. Amen. It covers every aspect of life. Why? See, I'm, I'm still coming back to something. Why are they blessed? Because God had made a covenant with their father. That in blessing, they will be blessed. Amen. God had made a covenant with their father that in blessing, they will be blessed. Okay. I, 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 I want to say something, but before I say that, let's look at, um, um, I'm talking about when what God releases upon us is a blessing. Look at Malachi 3.10. It's a popular scripture that we know. Malachi 3.10. Malachi 3.10. He says, bring, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not, now listen. He says, bring all the store, bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be food in my house and try me. And what does he say he will do? You bring your tithe. What does God say he will do? He says, I will open the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing. So you see, Reverend was talking about it when, when, when Reverend came. We, we, we give our material things. And what God releases to us is the blessing. What God releases to us is the blessing. Amen. 
Hallelujah. God said that I will, okay. I will open the windows of heaven and I'll part for you a blessing. How many of you, when you pay your tithe or you give to God, how many of you, God just opened the window of heaven and then, you know, I just come, say, the heavens are pulled over me in the name of, they are sitting for me and Father, I just bless God for and, and thank you Lord, in Jesus' name. And I said, oh, the window of heaven, money just pointing, hey, 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 How many of you have that happened to? No, what happens? The moment you stand here and you give your physical substance, in exchange, God caused the blessing to come upon you. That's what God said, that he opens the window of heaven and pour out to us. Amen. Now, I said all this, I said all this, what we've been tracing since morning is the fact that, look, God promised Abraham that he will bless him. Amen. And that blessing will empower him to excel in life. Amen. Now, God now later came and said, look, this blessing, I'm making it a covenant that is between me and you and your descendants. To see that God was true to what he said, we have traced Abraham's descendants. We have looked at Abraham's son Isaac, looked at his grandson um, Jacob, we looked at his great-grandson Joseph. We see the blessing walking down through the generations. Glory to God. Amen. Let's look at Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Galatians 3 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cost is everyone who hangs on the tree. Verse 14. This way I'm coming to. Next week we'll talk about verse 13. But today let's talk about 14. Why? That the blessing of who? Abraham. You know, I always wonder, why is it the blessing of Abraham? Why is it always called the blessing of Abraham? Because he's the man that God expressly spoke to and said that your descendants that's the blessing that was promised to run down the ages that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus who are the Gentiles in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham is upon me that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Jump to 29. Jump to verse 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Glory! And yes, according to the promise. I submit to you that the blessing of Abraham that worked in Abraham's life, worked in Isaac, Jacob, Joseph is at work in your life because you are a seed of Abraham. Amen. That same blessing, the way it worked for Abraham, that Abraham entered a strange land and became a force to reckon with, that, that, that Isaac, Isaac became so wealthy that the whole nation envied him. That blessing is upon you. You should enter that company and let them fear you. you know, sometimes when, they are, when they are afraid of you, when they are afraid of you, I don't know what I'm doing. Everybody's just jealous of me. I, hey, blessings at work. But you know, sometimes, you know what we do? Sometimes hey, everybody's, everybody's against me, everybody's against me. So you leave your blessing and you start facing everybody that's against you. 
Stay with your blessing. Your blessing will fight for you. Was it Jacob? Jacob or Isaac? One of them. He came to a place. He dug a well. He hit water. They came, Isaac. They came. Yes, Isaac. He came. They contended with him. He didn't say, ah, he just got up, went to another place, dug another one. He may have struck water again. He kept digging until he came to the place. Everybody, uh, leave this guy. Even if this guy digs stone, water go come out. Just leave him. Why? The blessing. Why didn't they, why did they to say, ah, shepherd has water. Let's just go and dig our own well too. They were contending with him, but every time they contended, he left it. The blessing led him to a new place. Amen. Hallelujah. We are the seed of Abraham. This blessing is at work in our lives. We must be conscious of it. We must acknowledge, constantly acknowledge it. You know when you wake up and say, I am blessed with the blessing of Abraham. You know when you sing that song? Let's sing it with meaning now. Abraham's blessings are mine. All these old school songs that have no revelation. The, the song is not roasted. Yeah, It's very roasted. Amen. The idea of talking about whether it's roasted or not, poverty is roasting you. The blessing of Abraham are mine. Say, I am blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Say, I am blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Hallelujah. Like everyone say, I preach myself happy. Now, let's look at something. And that's where we end. So, let's look at um, Hebrews chapter 6, 13 and 14. He said, for when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. Saying, surely blessing I will bless you. And multiplying I will multiply you. You know when God when God made this promise to Abraham, God swore to it. That I said, he said, surely. Kai. I said, oh, it's me. I will multiply you. I will bless you. That's how that that's what the blessing is. I mean, what God spoke. God, God, um, is it still here? God 15, let me see. 15, 15, 15. And so after he had legend, he obtained the promise. Go on, go on, go on. Let me see what I'm, what I'm looking for is here. Yes. For men indeed swear by greater and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. 17. Thus God determined to show how much abundantly to the, the earth. To the heirs of promise, the immutability of his counsel. You know what immutability means? The unchangeableness of his counsel. The unchangeableness of what he has sworn. God wanted to show that there's nothing that can change it. You know, there's something I, 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 I learned and I love to say. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm irrevocably blessed. I'm irreversibly blessed. For God, says does God determine to show the to show more abundantly to the heirs of, 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 of promise, help me, the immutability of his counsel, confirm it by an oath. That 
by two immutable things, which was impossible for God to lie. He might, we might, we, not they, we, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope set before us. Amen. He says by two immutable things that it was impossible for God to lie. You know, I've, I've talked about this here too before. For a long time, every time I read, I say two immutable. What's the two things? What are the two things? Read, read the, the chapter and read it. You find out that it was his oath and his promise. God's word cannot lie. If God just comes now and say, it is 6 a.m. July the 3rd, 1971. I trust you. Today, everything will adjust to what God said. Amen. Then, God now swears and promises the Almighty. Which of them can fail? His word or his promise? I said that the two of them, God used the two. Why did he do it? To prove to you that what he said he will do. Amen. Hallelujah. So, God has made a promise to us. I mean, God made a promise to, to Father Abraham. God said it will be to his generation, his descendants. We have traced it through down his descendants and then we have brought it to us that we are in the descendants of Abraham. So that promise has worked in our life. And then we have seen that God has sworn. God has sworn that it's in blessing. God said, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. Amen. Now, and this is where we end. How did Abraham, how did Abraham receive the promise? Go to Romans chapter 4. 1 to 5. We'll jump through the, the, the readings. Just pick up what I want to say. Um, I think you give me in, in Amplified. Give me in Amplified. But if so, what shall we say about Abraham, our forefather, humanly speaking? What did he find out? How does this affect his position and what was gained by him? Verse 2. For if Abraham was justified established as just by acquittal from guilt, by good works, then he did that he did, by good works that he did, then he has ground for boasting but not before God. You know what he's saying? He's saying that, how did Abraham receive the things that he received the promise that God gave to him? How did Abraham become, and receiving the promise means that, how did Abraham become the wealthy man? How did Abraham become the great man that he became was it by his works? He said, "If Abraham is going to boast by his works, then he has grounds to boast." Now I'm talking about how Abraham received it. He has, but not before God. Gone. For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed in, trusted in God, and it was credited to his account as righteousness. Right living and right standing with God. How did Abraham receive the promise? He believed God. How are you going to receive the promise? Believe God. 
believe that I am blessed. Believe that his blessing is upon me. Believe that his blessings at work in my life. Abraham believed God. And it was credited to him. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was deposited in his account as righteousness. And why I, that's why I say we should use Amplified. Amplified describes righteousness. Right living and right standing. See, it was not by, again I'm saying, it was not anything that Abraham did. Am I saying that we should not live right? We should not do right? We should. We should. Well, he's saying that Abraham came into the fullness of the blessing by believing God. And God credited him to his righteousness. And he says that righteousness, right living and right standing with God. His believing God made him right with God. Made him living right with God. Made him standing right with God. Amen. We know the backstory now. We know the backstory. All the dramas that Abraham did. How Abraham, when I just told you one about him and the kings, we will lie to the kings. And yet, God was prospering him in it. Why? Because even in his mistakes, even in his shortcomings, he believed God. Verse 4. Now to a laborer, his wages are not counted as a favor or a gift, but as an obligation, something, something owed to him. Salary. Amen. Verse 5. But to, to one who not working by the Lord, trusting, trust, believes fully in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited to him as righteousness, the standing acceptable to God. So, it's in your believing. And what we're talking about, we're talking about the blessing. It's in your believing that I am blessed. The blessings that work in my life. That you receive it. Not by anything that you do. Not by anything that you do. See, the blessing comes upon what you do. The blessing does not... Um, the, the, the blessing is not what you do. Amen. I repeat. The blessing comes on what you do. The blessing is not what you do. Okay. 13.14. Jump to 13.14. For the promise to Abraham or his posterity, that's us, that he should inherit the world, did not come through observing the commandment, the commands of the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs, then faith is made futile and empty of all means and promise. And the promise of God is made void, is annulled and has no power. Amen. Now, let's go to um, 16. Jump to 16 to 25. I'm ending. I'm ending. Therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. Inheriting the promise is what? The outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace. So you see, you assessing the promise, you Standing in the blessing is not by what you do, 
is an act of grace. Amen. It's God himself bestowing upon you irrespective of what you have done. Irrespective of what you have done because of what Christ has done. He says an act of grace or merited favor to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the devotees and adherents of the law, but also to those who are who share the faith of Abraham, who is thus the father of us all. Amen. So you see, I, I don't know if we'll be able to read the whole thing, but I'll try to read the whole thing. But, 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 but basically, let me say this. What he's saying that look, it's because of trusting in faith that we receive this promise that the blessing works in our life. It's not because of anything that we do. Because it is by what we do, then it will be, okay, by what this person does, then he qualifies. By what this person does, you qualify. No, we all qualify because we trust. We have faith in him. Amen. That's why I say, then the, the, the outcome depends. Um, wait. He says, to make it stable. And I like that phrase. He says, to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants. So what makes it stable, valid, and guaranteed to all the standards is that it's given to us by grace. Not by works. It's not by works that you get blessed. It's not by works that the blessing works in your life. It's by grace. It's by trusting in grace. Amen. 17. As it's written, I have made you father of many nations. He was appointed our Father, in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks and speaks of the non-existing things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. 18. For Abraham, human human reason for hoped being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations as he has been promised so numberless shall your descendants be. So that the promise that God made to Abraham. He did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead because he was about a hundred years old. Or even he considered the barrenness of Sarah's dead, deadened womb. No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubting question concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. So you see, what he was saying that Abraham, despite his situation, he, he, he didn't take his eyes off, and that's what, uh, um, what Lizzie and Pastor uh, Notch were saying. They didn't take their eyes off what God had done, or what God had said. His eyes was on what God had said, so that the circumstances around became immaterial. We say God is our source, irrespective of the economy of the country. You see, how you're going to write about the economy is that you're going to keep your eyes on God, the source, and not the economy. When you say dollar is, 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 is a thousand error to a dollar, you're like, ah, God, we are finished though, we are finished though. No, your eyes are on God. The blessing is, is, is one blessing to a million lifetimes and more. Amen. So my faith is in that. My faith is in that. Amen. Look at the guy. Let me, uh, forgive me. Forgive me. I want to really finish this. I'm trying. I'm speaking very fast. Look at. Look at. Um. 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 
Let me give you an example. You live somebody who living living in the in America. Nigeria in Nigeria here, a dollar is one dollar to seven hundred naira. Next, next, one dollar to eight hundred is to one dollar to one thousand. One dollar to two thousand naira. The man in the U.S. does he? But does he see his business? Why? It doesn't affect his economy. It doesn't affect his pockets. It doesn't. His eyes are not on Nigerian economy. His eyes are, and even in Nigeria, who's living in the U.S. His eyes are not on Nigeria's economy. His eyes are on U.S. economy. It's what happens to U.S. economy that he pays attention to. Pay attention to God's economy and leave this world's economy. No, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Okay. I don't know how many of us have stayed abroad before. Gone abroad before. You know, it's hard. I mean, people go abroad and then first few, few months, few, even up to some years and first living abroad, everything, say, how much is this water? He says one dollar. One dollar. One dollar to one naira. One dollar. Seven. Ah, it's too expensive now. Okay. Ah, the water, one dollar. You're, you're comparing it with Nigeria economy. But when you live in the, another man in the America will come and say, it says one dollar. I say, okay, I'll take two. I say, two. Ah, you know how much this is in Nigeria? Stop doing that. Because that's what we do spiritually. When you have a project, when you have a need, you're comparing it. Say, uh, 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 my, my God supply, my, my need according to riches glory, but, but um, according to Nigeria economy, uh, 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 stop doing that. Amen. So, he said that he did not waver. He did not bother about the circumstances around him. He kept his eyes on God. He was giving glory to God. Go on. Fully satisfied and assured that God was able to, able and, God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. 22. That is why his faith was credited to him as righteousness, right standing with God. So he's describing what Abraham did, that his faith was credited to him as righteousness. Because a lot of times we look at the story, we say, okay, what did Abraham do? He he just described to us what Abraham did to get his faith credited to him as righteousness. He took his eyes off the condition, he took his eyes off the situation, he kept his eyes on God. He kept his eyes on God's promise. You think it was easy for him? You think it was easy for him? Everything around him shouted that this was your, your, the reality of your situation. Everything around him shouted that because the Bible talks about his body is not important, his wife, deadness of his wife's womb. Everything around him told him that his situation was impossible, but he kept his eyes on the promise of God. That was what was credited to him as righteousness. That was what was credited to him as righteousness. But the words it was credited, it was credited to him were written not for his sake alone, but they are written for our sake. Righteousness, standing standing acceptable to God, will will be granted and credited to us also who believe in, trust in, adhere to, and rely on God who raised Jesus from Jesus our Lord from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. That is how Abraham received the promise. 
He kept his eyes on what God had said. He believed what God had said. In every situation, when he was faced with situation, he constantly reminded himself of what God had said. He constantly reminded himself of what he carried. As you go through Nigeria economy, you're constantly reminding yourself what God has said, that you are blessed. It's a struggle. Yes, it's a struggle, but it's something you're good. I mean, you won't constantly remind yourself if it's not a struggle. Ah, I don't know how this illustration entered this message now. I'm a man. I know I'm a man. I don't constantly, I, I don't struggle to remind myself I'm a man. You know, I wake up in the morning, I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a man. I'm, I'm not dysfunctional, so I don't struggle with it. I don't wake up in the morning and I know I'm, I'm I just wake up in the morning, I'm a, I'm a man. I go, I do, I do man things, I do go behave like a man. I come to church a man. I don't struggle with it. Even those who are those, those, those fools who say they are transgender, you know they struggle with it. They, for, for, for many years, I struggled with my sexuality. I struggled with it. I struggled with it. You are struggling with it because it is. There's nothing to struggle with there. Amen. Hallelujah. I am blessed. I don't struggle with it that I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Glory to God. Last scripture, and I'll finish. 2 Corinthians 9 8. 2 Corinthians 9 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. No, leave King James amplified. Leave amplified. It's our, our scripture. It says, And God is able to make all grace. And then he defines what the grace is. Every blessing and what? Ha! They've gone home and they're angry. I can continue to one o'clock. So let's quickly end this. And God is able to make all grace. What? Every favor and what? Every blessing. Come to you in abundance. So that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient. See, this is where God wants to bring us to. That you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient. You possess enough, you require no aid or support and you are furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. It comes by God making every favor and earthly blessing abound to you, come to you in abundance. Say, I have all favor. An earthly blessing in abundance. I have all favor. An earthly blessing in abundance. This world yields to me in the name of Jesus. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. I carry the blessing. Everywhere I go, the blessings that work in my life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'll reiterate again. Be conscious that you carry the blessing. God has released the blessing upon us. We saw the blessing walk from Abraham down the ages. I, the one, the slang I like is it. It could be your case, you could spoil work for God. Say it's okay, it's on top of your head now, the blessing doesn't work again. Who, who are, who are you? Well, what, what nonsense? Who, who, who are you? It will not happen. The blessing 
is on you. The blessing is working. But see, you must acknowledge it. That's what Abraham did. Abraham Christ was constantly on the blessing. His eyes were not on the circumstances. His eyes were not on the situation. God had spoken and that's what all for him. I received the performance of those words. You receive the performance of the blessing as your eyes constantly stay on the blessing in the name of Jesus. I believe you are blessed this morning. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt. And download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt.